your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Deep breaths. Uh, yeah, in through the nose, out through the mouth, Mr. Miyagi style. So, uh, <laughs> welcome. This is uh, Locked On Avalanche, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen. And I am sure there's a lot of people uh, throwing this episode on uh, the minute they woke up because uh, we feel your rage and hopefully we can uh, ex- exert some of our rage. And uh, by the end of it, hopefully everything has calmed down a little bit, but maybe not. This one might sting for 24 hours or so or until the Avalanche get back on the ice. We'll get to all of it. The Avalanche lose in overtime. Uh, and you don't like to blame refs for for everything, but there are times in sports where refs have a direct result on the outcome of a game, and this that was the case in, in last night against Nashville. A horrific call, which I still cannot wrap my head around. I think they just got the wrong team. That, yeah. That's where I'm at right now. I think they mixed up the teams and i don't know how you do that when one team is wearing a white jersey and the other team is wearing a yellow jersey we'll get to it all but let's just uh you know first things first follow the show social media outlets lopn underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns rage emails to locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow the show on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Just, uh, howdy, howdy ho waves today. They're not very emphatic. Um, all right, man. Yeah, that that you you, you take a uh, you know I have a, in my phone like a, a thing that I just write notes on throughout the mm-hmm. game, and then you get to the very end of the game, and it all all everything that I wrote down is junk now. I mean, like yeah. it, it's crap. We'll get to all of it, but. When that happens, the Avalanche get called for too many men on the ice two times in a row, by the way. And it's like all of a sudden the refs forgot how to ref, and that's the only thing that they're going to call. And the first one that happened, I didn't, they didn't really show a replay on it that I saw um, that validated the first one, whatever. Mm-hmm. The one in overtime, I mean, this thing is going to be looked at over and over again and i'm waiting for the league to write a letter i think i think the ads are going to get a letter saying we messed up and the only thing i can hope for is you get a letter stating that and an extra point that that comes with the letter because that's what the ads missed out on yeah and that first too many men um you could make a case yeah, the I got second, up at the, like when, I didn't I didn't see the replay, but the second one, and this is only blown up because of what they could have called all game long, um, blatant calls that they were not calling on the Avalanche, and really generous calls towards Nashville, and for you to call the most one of the more difficult things to call, it's hard to count all those players and those changes. And for them to call it on us twice, well, especially and it's not even that difficult in overtime. In overtime, no. there's there's 
two less players on the ice per team. There's four less guys on the ice. So it's not that difficult. And when there's that much yellow on the ice, it's pretty easy to call it. I, I, my mind was, I, I'm like, this can't be real. Like this, I'm in the twilight zone right now. This is not happening. And the thing I really don't want is this to make such a big impact that next year, this is reviewable. I don't think you can do that. I don't. I don't think you can, uh, you know, micromanage the game that much because if you make that reviewable, you got to make all penalties reviewable. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, I don't. I don't think they do that. But, but just the the minutia of the game, like even if the Avs had too many men on the ice in the overtime, that was so by the slimmest of margins. Mm-hmm. Where the puck was, I don't remember who had the puck uh, for the abs. He was like in front of Kemper. Mm-hmm. The abs are making a change. It happens all the time when there's too many men on the ice, but you forgive it if the guy is getting off of mm-hmm. That's what was happening for the abs. First, first yeah. of all, they didn't have too many men on the ice. And second of all, it was all Nashville. It, it, even for Nashville, if Nashville was making a change, and it was pretty close. And those guys were getting off. I would be making a case for them. They had dudes almost out by center ice. I can't. And, this is horrific. It's horrible. And, and another thing to make it worse, Burkowski scores a goal with a man doubled over on the ice. And right. Nothing. And it's, I mean, everybody's mentioned it happened against Vancouver with Calvert. We know. But to have both of those contrasting calls. A very like, like boom, boom play, and then the highlight of Berkey getting a goal with a man doubled over in pain. Yeah, and and th- you know from from the letter of the the law with with the Burakovsky goal, like you can't stop the play. No, unless that guy's life is in danger, mm-hmm. or, you know, serious injury like Calvert, and the Calvert play is kind of what changed everything for, mm-hmm. for the NHL. If it is a head injury and he is bleeding profusely from his head, something like they will call it dead, rightfully so. Uh, I don't remember who it was that got hit for Nashville, but it seemed like he got hit in the butt. Like he got a got a pretty bad, you know, Charlie horse in his butt cheek. Uh, we're not. You can't stop the play when the when the offense has possession because guys who are blocking pucks would just lay down all the time, and, and yeah. pucks and, and plays would be dropped dead or stopped dead. So you can't really do that. Um, so in in that aspect, like they got that right. Okay, good. How you go from getting that play correct to the complete op- by the end of the game? What I don't say this often. One of the worst calls I've ever seen. Yeah, and and I think what makes it worse is is the color of the Nashville uniforms. Yeah. You know, if they're wearing white. I don't know. Maybe it mixes in with the ice a little bit. It's a little bit diff- more difficult to see, but they are wearing neon yellow, uh, p- mustard yellow uniforms. It's pretty easy to count how many guys are out there when there's only supposed to be three. Yeah, and you you mentioned you wish that we'd get a letter from the league, which we know the commissioner really well. There's no way he's going to dish out a point. No, and no, what the not. Avalanche are like what the NHL is known for is always following another league in their footsteps. And I mentioned like the reviewing of penalties. They have that because the NFL does it. Right. You can also go the route of the NBA where every game is the referees are reviewed as well. And they're giving Mm -hmm. what explanations and like, you have to 
and th there's no real change, but they're held accountable. Right. I would like to see a little bit more of that and maybe make the referees a little bit more accountable for or accountable or accessible. Yes. Refs, refs don't have to do post-game press conferences. They go to their, their locker room, they shower, they change, they get out of there and they don't have to answer to anybody or anything. Yeah. And I don't think that's right. I think, you know, most of the time, uh, if, if, the, if the refs were made available for, for post-game press conferences, it wouldn't be anything like, what did you see on that play? You know, what did you see on this play? But last night, I think they'd be getting, you know, some pretty hard questions and, and rightfully so. Interestingly enough, we, we had someone on uh, Instagram. I want to get his name. I'm, I might not be able to go back far enough, quick enough and find it. Um, he asked about this and, and we're, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Um about refs kind of wearing cameras yes so you can yes. see their point of view so we'll talk about that that's for tomorrow we can't do it today just because there was a game so that takes up most of the show um so we will we will discuss that and another kind of fun thing which i teased yesterday which that we'll talk about um jebby 40 there you go thank you i want to give him a, some, some dap for him all right so we'll talk about that tomorrow uh, still a lot to get to for last night's game against Nashville. Um, but let's hear from built bar quick and then, uh, continue. I don't know. Uh, my mind is all over the place right now. It's kind of, kind of frustrating, but it's good to let it out, man. It's good to let it out. I know, I know. uh, but it's the new year. So that means a, uh, all new year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, Make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes the makes it easiest to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or even taste like a chemical spill. That's right. You don't want to drink those chemical spills. Uh, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. And by week three, you might be thinking, where is the chocolate? Well, you are in luck because Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. And despite that, it is still good for you. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, four, four grams of protein, or excuse me, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories and 30 grams of sugar. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So a lot to get to in the game. And like I said, you know, wasn't anticipating talking as much as we are about the end of the game, but abs were, were kind of these comeback kids again. You know, this was going to be going for six in a row. If they had won this, it would have been all six of those games were come from behind wins. Looked like things were going. It took them a little while to get going. Like it mm -hmm. was a back-to-back -back game. You you still don't have Landeskog. I do want to mention Bo Byram was not with the team, and they announced that he he is not with the team for personal reasons. Personal reasons is a very broad thing. It could mean absolutely anything. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say, oh, it could be his head again. I mean, it could be a death in the family, could be a, a, a majority of things. So we're. Yeah. 
because it's saying it's a little iffy. Okay, you're good. You're back. All right. Oh, hang on. Hold on. Are we good? Yep. All right. We're good. So, um, yeah, uh, whatever whatever it is for, for Bo Byer, I might just hope that it is clearly not serious and he can rejoin the team sooner rather than later. So, yep. Yeah. Best of luck to Bo Byram and everything he's got going on. Uh, yeah. It's best not to speculate. Right. Give the man his space and his time. We'll be here when you get here. Right. Exactly. So um, <clears throat> so you're going into the game, back-to-back games. You knew that the Az were maybe not going to be rusty, just needed to find their legs. And then they get down again, two to nothing. Um, but then, you know, they they, they – as the game went on, they just they did what they have been doing. They they get stronger as the game goes on, and you know your stars are are doing what they're supposed to do. You know yeah. Nathan McKinnon is starting to rip it up. Yeah, <laughs> he is playing fantastic. Kale McCarr is is just a, a demon spawn in, in the best <laughs> sense of that term. Yeah, um, another highlight reel goal from him. Uh, it was going in your direction. Everything was going in your direction. And you got to give credit to the Predators. They, you know, they hung tough. Um, they, I guess if you want to say handed them another point at the end, that's at the end. The The totality of the game, it was a good game. I think on both ends, they, they, they fought hard and, you know, the Predators gave up the lead, but they got it back and then they gave it up again. And then, so I, I it was a fun game to watch. Overall, yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. And you get you're getting uh Abe Kubel continuing to be really, really effective. You get a goal from Berkey. Um Kadri, yeah, number one in the league right now with assists. Yeah. Um you're getting your contributions where it counts. Um the defensive lapses are an issue. Um and for anybody keeping score at home, we're sitting at one in ten on our last three games on the power play. Like special teams yeah. are continuing to kill us, and it we let up power play goals tonight and a crucial one at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, special teams is it's our Achilles heel right now, and I'm tired of going from one area of uh, addressing to another to another. If we could just get everything ironed out, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, you 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 eliminate mistakes, and this is a win. Uh, yeah. And those mistakes are. Uh, Miko Rantanen getting a a double minor at, yeah. at the towards the end of the game. Um, you can't have that when your team is one of the worst. I think if not for the Arizona Coyotes, the Avalanche would be the worst in league at the penalty kill. Uh, so you can't have that. You can't you can't have JT Comfer throwing a blind pass again. I say again, uh, Burkowski did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple days ago, that didn't lead to a goal. JT Confers did. Yeah, that that led to a, that was that was crushing, and that was towards the end of the second period. I think it was like with like a minute left in the second period, and you had all the momentum on your side at that point when that happened. I don't know why he threw that pass like that, but it was just easily collected. And I think that was because um, how many did Duchesne have on the night? How, how many did your mm. boy? Your boy Duchesne. That was the the no maybe that was the 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 first one was the turnover the yeah the nail in the it? coffin so, was the end okay well no no Duchesne's first one was on the power play so this must have been yeah because this was towards the end of the the second so that was the oh Luke, his was off was the, the double minor yeah 
Duchesne's was off the double minor. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you did, you, you had mistakes all over the place. Despite that, you were still in the game. Uh, and, and you, you could have extended the, the winning streak. So frustration abound. Yeah. And, and the passing, these mistakes, it's what crept up early in the season, right after that Chicago game where passing just looked absolutely atrocious. Like we've never seen the ice before. And that was a huge cause for concern. And you wonder if they're getting complacent. I mean, you're you're continuing this like come from behind the the record for the home win streak. Like you have all this wonderful, like you have everything streaking in the right direction. You wonder if it's starting to wear on them a little bit. And you could see like they're physically and mentally kind of just going through the motions and just hoping to catch Nashville sleeping. But this is two games yeah. in a row that they have really embarrassed us. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, Soros was good. He was yeah. really good. And that's another, you know, top-tier goalie that the Avalanche had to go up against. And they put up four on him when it was looking like, you know, it was going to be a struggle to get one. And yeah. you wanted that. You just wanted them to get one as early as possible. You didn't want them. You didn't want it to be two to nothing in in the third mm-hmm. and then with 10 minutes left in the game you finally break through and get that one because you spent all that time getting one and now you have to do it again in a short amount of time but they didn't they, they got that first goal it was the abbe kubel goal mm-hmm. eight minutes into the second all right we 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 got through and then you had the burkowski goal now you're tied and then what happens everything's going well and then comfort throws the the blind past and and you know puts one in before the second's over so yeah you want to get you want to if that doesn't happen who knows where where this game goes but it it doesn't like at the end you again you had these mistakes you don't want you know they weren't calling a lot on nashville no and i think that the the miko ranton and double minor was a little bit of frustration because he was getting cross-checked. He was yeah. in front of the net and he was getting cross-checked and they didn't call anything. So the puck was there. It's not like he just took a stick and whacked the dude in the face, but he played it a little bit harder because he didn't get a call and his stick came up and drew blood and there we go. So, and oddly enough, Nazem Kadri got, uh, he got hit pretty hard, didn't like a hit that he took and he kept his composure. He yeah. has to keep his composure. So, and he did, and he yeah. did. So there, there were penalties, or should have been penalties, all over the place towards the end of that game in the third. And then they nabbed the abs for a too many men. I'm like, they killed it. One of the few that they killed, but you were just like, really, we're we're gonna we're gonna put the Preds on a power play against one of the worst penalty killing teams in the league for for a too many men on the ice when you just let three or four like blatant hits and interference penalties go by so baffling to me. And I, I it was a nice howdy do for Jared Bednar getting announced to the all-star game coaches for him to get too too many men on the ice. Such I was a joke. what a coronation for the man. Such a joke. Um, but they had some things to say about it and we'll I'll, I'll read those off to you from their uh, post game press conferences but first we're going to hear from primal origin oils if you got a beard you got to get primal that's right if you got a beard get primal if you or someone that you care about has a beard 
it needs to get primal. Maybe you are that guy that's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butters that are renowned as the best feel in the beard product business. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA, and the combo kits make a great gift for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, who has a birthday coming up, and for myself, who has a birthday coming up next month. I mean, just just saying. We got beards. Uh, We have beards. (laughs) We're getting primal. So go to primaloriginoils.com, use the promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off of your order. Once again, website is primaloriginoils.com. Use the promo code locked on for 20% off of your order. All right, let me bring up some statements. Uh, there's just a few that I that I've found. Um Kale McCarr saying this is the most frustrated our group has been all year. It's not fun when a game ends like that. Some guys were pretty livid with how that ended. <clears throat> so coming from him, he's a pretty docile guy. He tells it like it is. But he he'll give you the the answer of like what you kind of want to hear it like most hockey players do. Mm-hmm. But he comes right out, um, and he said he was. It didn't look like it was too many men on the ice for me. Um, Jared Bednar, he where is this? Uh, Jared Bednar, we're frustrated. I still haven't seen the too many men, and I've already looked at the video. So minutes after he went to go look at the video in the locker room, and, and he didn't he didn't even see it. I I don't think. Because it's not there, Jared. It's not, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to see. I don't know, man. Um, so they're not happy. You'll probably see some more comments come out. We'll talk about them tomorrow, obviously. But for now, short term, this is a frustrating way to lose. Yeah, uh, and you don't want it to. You don't want to put the game in the hands of the refs, but you also don't want the refs to take the game out of your hands. Okay. And that's what we ran into. Um, we had to kill off a too many men going into overtime, um, and for us yeah. to kind of push that away and go four on four down to a three on three and then back to four on three. It was just a weird overtime and overtime. Like we finally started finding success, but it's still not our greatest. So, I mean, it puts us really behind the eight ball here. Um, Not the way you want to go out. Nope. Um, As far as stats go, it really jumps out. You know, Kadri with the two assists, obviously. So he's leading the league. Is 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 McDavid even playing? Did he even play as we're recording this to to maybe like overtake him? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Uh Abe Kubel, a goal and an assist. He's uh he's playing with some confidence right now. So Nachuskin, I said for the first game and you know, uh that that I, I just wanted to give him a game to get back in the swing of things. I thought he played much better. Yeah against the Preds. He, he was his usual self. Um, O'Connor, again, Logan O'Connor can do so much uh, and not have anything show up on, on the stat card. And that's fine. That's fine. But he he's he even had another opportunity at a shorthanded goal. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He and, awesome. And try to wrap around. Almost had that, too. Yeah, almost had the wrap. Yep, had that. Uh, and then on the defensive end, the only only one with points, Sam Gerrard had two assists, and Cal McCarr with three point night, two assists, and that sweet sweet goal that he had on Soros that was awesome. And you could kind of notice the absence of Darren Helm as well. He was also a 
before game scratch yeah. as well. And you can kind of notice when it came to the shifts and the depth that he yeah. wasn't out there. You could kind of feel it. Yeah. So the Avs will have two days in a row off. And after that, it's every other day there is a game for the rest of, of January. So, uh, and who do we say there's, is their next game up? We got Arizona, Arizona. That's right. The back to back to Arizona. So I kind of feel bad for Arizona because in, in that, the f- first game, at least the first game, both games you would hope, but that first game, you know, when you hear someone like Kale McCarr be as animated as he is that, you know, this is a frustrating loss, the most frustrating we've been, they're going to take it out on their next opponent. And it just so happens to be the worst team in the league. Uh, would not surprise me if the Avalanche, you know, hang double digits on, or they're at least going to try to. Yeah, because this this is an angry loss because you lost you you win this and you are in first place. Yeah, you are in first place still with like four games in hand. Yeah, and and you've tied them. You'd be tied in points, but you know you you would have a better win percentage. Everything and it, all of that still is in play. You know what I mean, but. It would have been nice. It would have been so sweet to see the the Avs number one uh, in the division, and now it just has to wait a little bit longer. And Arizona is going to catch the brunt of the frustration. Yeah, and yeah, it would be nice, especially where we were just a couple of weeks ago, where we were looking up and we were bouncing in that wild card spot. Like Minnesota seemed like two years ahead of everybody, and we finally caught up. We're right there in the mix, and we talked about earlier in the episode. Um, the power play looks atrocious. What better way to improve the power play than the worst <laughs> penalty kill in the league? And what better way to improve our penalty yeah. kill? And so yeah. we're not so close to Arizona than against a back-to-back against Arizona. So, uh, and the the funny thing is, like the the Avs power play is still top ten in the league. Mm-hmm. So this is just more recent that they're struggling, but yeah. that's all that matters right now. You know what I mean? They're they're top ten because they did so well in the past that's keeping yeah. them afloat in the top 10 what have you done for me lately as far as the power play goes not much and the reason we bring it up like you think one out of 10 that's nine goals you're leaving on the ice nine perfect opportunities for a goal and we'll point out everybody's missed chances when we say you're one for 10 in your last three games that's nine goals spread against those three games that you could have had and that means a lot especially if you're having to come from behind every game at this point all the time yeah i mean it's it's fun it's exciting it's entertaining to watch i don't want to get used to this no like i want to be in the lead for games and play with a lead i don't this is fun to watch every once in a while six games in a row of this is way too much so let's jump out to a lead and you you know the team that you're going up against take advantage that they're bad take advantage of don't don't hold back you know what i mean you had the opportunity to do that against seattle and you didn't, and you had to to fight tooth and nail to come back on that team. So I don't want to see two come comeback wins against Arizona. That's just it's not necessary. That that would be a huge red flag that something's wrong. Like if we have to have two comeback games against Arizona, <laughs> yeah, like something yeah. seriously up. This isn't just something oh. cute that we have to come back and do. Like we have a problem when it comes to the first period. I was going to say, like, if it's consistent for those two games where you're getting behind early, mm-hmm. uh, then yeah, that's that's the issue. Like, why are we starting off so slow? And yeah, build, it's nice that you're you're getting stronger as the game goes on, but why can't you take that end of the game, you know, the 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 
energy you have then and bring that into period one. That's what needs to happen for the abs. Flip it around. It makes it a lot easier on your body. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, that's, that's going to do it. So I'm actually happy that the next two days the abs aren't playing because, uh, I, I need to sit with this and I, I I'm going to be like glued to social media and NHL.com to see what comes out of the front office and saying, oops, yeah, we screwed up. We were sawy and, and it does no good anymore for, you know, it's, it's whatever. Yeah. I'm anxious to see what the league says about this game, if anything. And I'm so glad that you got me through an episode without having to say that man's name that ruined my night. Matthew Shane. Mm. All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> going to wrap it up for us for today, but we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, and if there is anything that the league has announced, we will absolutely be talking about that. So tune in tomorrow. And thank you for today, making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Go check out Locked On NHL for all the updates going on around the league and maybe even see what they have to say about this Avs Preds game. So, um, all right, it's going to wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris. Maselli, this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!